Welcome to the Redeem Evangelical Mission Tram Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. Jesus Christ, I'm eternally redeemed, I'm eternally forgiven, I'm eternally delivered, I'm eternally blessed, and cannot be cursed. Do you believe that? I want you to repeat after me, this is who I am, by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am eternally redeemed. I am eternally forgiven. I am eternally delivered. I am eternally blessed. And cannot be caused. Somebody say thank you Jesus. That's who you are. Every day when you wake up in the morning. Make that declaration to yourself. And the devil will see you and start running. Glory to God. Somebody say with me, always remember. Always remember who you are. Always remember your identity. Always remember whose name you are carrying. I remember when I was going to school, to the body house. 4 a.m., my dad woke me up and called me to his room. I said, son, you are going to the city. But don't forget the name you are answering. Don't forget the home you're coming from. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget what you are there for. Always remember who you are. I said last Sunday, if you know who you are, 98% of your problem is solved. Your identity, because the world today we are having the crisis of identity or identity crisis. 
Many are in church, but they don't know who they are. Many are in church, they don't know who they are. Many are in church, they don't know whose they are. They don't know what belongs to them. And that's why the Lord sent me to you this morning. To always remember. Always remember. Never you forget. No matter the pressure. Pastor Mrs. was speaking during the Sunday school class. No matter the pressure. Yes, there is a lot of pressure today. There's a lot of negativity all across board. But in the midst of the negativity, the Bible said gross darkness. Here, gross darkness, the people. But in the midst of the gross darkness, he said your light will shine. And the Gentiles will come to your light. Your light. So never you forget, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. You are in that school, but you are not the same with them. You are on that job, but you are not the same with everyone there. You have to know that you are different. You have to know that you belong to God if you have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. You have to know that you are his inheritance. You have to know that the blood of Jesus is speaking for you. Every second. If God will open your eyes to see the, the what he brings you through every second. Glory to God. Go with me to Psalm 103 from verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Somebody say all. Somebody say forget not all his benefits. Verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Take, take note, notice of all. All. He forgives all your sins. Heal all your diseases. All. Don't forget all his benefits. Verse 4. Who redeems you from life. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We started this last Sunday. We just did. We will stop at verse 3. But let me read uh, the TPT version of this. With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the Holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. 
how could I ever forget the miracles of your kindness you have done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I have done. I don't know the lie the devil have told you that God hates you. God is angry with you. God is mad with you because of your mess, of your mistake. The Bible says, while we are yet in sin, Christ died for us. He did not say, oh, wait, clean up yourself first. While we are yet in sin, my dad was speaking this morning. He said, God did not make heaven a uh, hell for man. But if you find yourself in hell, you went. You say, how do I go there when you refuse and reject the gift of God to you? Or who is the gift or what is the gift of God? Jesus. There's a lot of commercial bliss now since after Thanksgiving, right? All preparation singing about Christmas, right? And what's Christmas? The birthday of Jesus. Can you imagine celebrating the birthday of the one you don't know? I always tell folks you are inexcusable. Because at the last day, there are many things that is going to stand as a weakness to you, against you. You made money during the Christmas. You call it deals, right? But who is the reason for Christmas? Jesus, right? You make money during Easter. You call it deal, right? But who is the reason for Easter? Jesus. And that was when he resurrected. He was crucified, killed for our offenses. And he was raised up for our justification. So you have no excuse. But God, I didn't know. But you remember Easter? You, did, you went to this holiday. You did this and that. But have you asked yourself a question? Why Easter? July 4th. Every American, even little children, know what July 4th represents in this country, right? The nation did not just wake up and say, we are celebrating July 4th. Right? Christmas. Jesus. And you are the reason why he came. You are the reason why he suffered, bled and died. Buried. Went to hell. And resurrected. He was killed. Crucified. For our offenses, for our sins. Rest up for our justification. To be justified means we have been declared not guilty. You understand what I'm saying? No offense. Discharged and acquitted. 
case closed. If he didn't resurrect, we will not be justified. It's a total package. Praise God. He was born. Right? Born. He says, Mary, an angel that visited her and said, Mary, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. And you will become pregnant. And the child, that holy child in you, who is called Son of God, he will save his people from their sins. That's the singular reason he came to do. He came to save his people from their sins. Praise God. How did he do so? By dying in their place. So always remember as long as you live. Because if you understand this and you remind yourself of this, one, you will not be deceived by anyone, no matter the title they carry. You will not be deceived by the devil. You will not be intimidated. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Always remember. So he said, you kiss my heart with forgiveness. In spite of all I have done. You have healed me inside out from every disease. Healed me inside out means spirit, soul, and body is whole. Wholesome wholeness. Emotionally healed. Spiritually healed. Financially healed. Physically healed. You hid me inside out. From every disease. You have rescued me. Ransomed or redeemed me. From hell. And saved my life. He snatched us from hell. He snatched us from death. From Satan's grip. You have crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You have supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. I like that. Supercharged my life. Glory to God. So last Sunday, we started it. We dealt with verse 3. He forgave. Who forgave? He said, forget not. Somebody says, forget not. Always remember all his benefits, not some. Always remember that you have been forgiven. Our declaration says, by his blood, I am eternally forgiven. Not temporarily. You know what I'm saying? If it's not eternally, so it's temporarily because God might change his mind one day and say, no, I, I, I no longer forgive you. No, Jesus did it and sealed it with his blood. So I am totally forgiven, forever forgiven. Glory to God. So when you are forever forgiven, totally forgiven, 
There is no fear. Right? There is no intimidation. Right? No condemnation. You enter boldly. You come to the dad, my dad, you with all confidence, with all boldness. Because it's your father. I told us last Sunday that it's a call to relationship, not religion. Many people are religiously minded. Our walk with God is father-child walk. It's a relationship. And that is why, like as I said on Sunday, last Sunday, that you're not doing anyone any favor. Go into the Bible to know your rights and privileges. You know what I'm saying? Because the more of the word of God you pick from here into your spirit, the more dangerous you become to the enemy. The more satisfied, the more secure, the more contented you become. Praise God. You'll be fooled. You'll walk and live in confidence wherever you are. You're not intimidated for the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. So I am in my territory. If it belongs to my father, it belongs to me. So the pigmentation of your skin is uh, irrelevant wherever you go. You march with shoulder high, right? So he, number one, he forgives all our, all our sins. That's the number one benefit. Don't forget. Always remember that all your sins are forgiven. Not only that he's forgiven all your sins, he has healed all your diseases. Healed. Healed. Give me Matthew chapter 8 verse 17, please. New King James Version. Matthew 8.17. Matthew 8.17. Glory to God. Heal all. That it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Saying himself took our infirmity. And bore our sickness. Took. To take the bore. He carried it away. You know what I'm saying? Took it from you. Then carried it away. So you don't have any reason to suffer it. I made a statement last Sunday that the body that you have, this container, is not yet redeemed. Right? But that's the truth. Because we are not going to heaven with this body. Flesh and blood will never inherit the kingdom. You understand what I'm saying? And I showed us the scripture to prove that Jesus did not resurrect with this body. He went to the grave with this body, but he came out with a glorified body, right? We saw it in John chapter 20. When he passed through the wall, when the doors were shut, the disciples were afraid, right? He passed through the wall and they saw him. Praise God. That is the same type of body you and I, we wear. Praise God. I am wearing this jacket. When I get home now, I will remove this jacket, right? I put on my housewear, my shorts, 
right? On my t-shirt. That is how it is. This body is passport to function here on earth. But how do you make this body to enjoy what we are talking now? You have to be responsible. You have to feed your spirit. You feed your heart, your soul. And communicate to your body. The body, this is what belongs to you. That sickness is not yours. Jesus has paid for it. He took it and bore it. He took and carried it away. So, no landing. Don't accept it. Body refuse and reject it. Praise God. That's how to live. He taught us that we live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians 5, 7, where we read this morning in Sunday school. So you have to receive the word. Then apply it. Praise God. That is how the body will enjoy what the spirit is already enjoying. Praise God. Because it's your spirit that is saved and redeemed and delivered. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The body is not yet saved. It's your responsibility to make sure that your body come to the place where your spirit is by feeding your soul with the word of God. Your soul is a center and the seat of thought and emotion. You know what I'm saying? If the word of God controls your heart, your soul, it controls your life. You have heard me say here that whatever rules and control your heart rules and control your life, right? When you are, your heart is filled with the word of God, the word of God will rule and control every detail of your life. And that's how God wants us to live as his children. Before we get to heaven, the person that died you see, it is this earth to earth, right? But what goes is what Jesus went to heaven with. You know what I'm saying? You, when you understand this, you will not be afraid. You know your responsibility. I have a work to do. I must make my body to align. You know what I'm saying? How do I do that? Feed my soul, my spirit with the word. Re-educate, re-orientate my thought, my mind. Because as his man thinketh in his heart, so is he. of life is in the battle of the mind. You know what I'm saying? When you said the devil said, it is your mind. 
the thought always come to your mind. But when you have loaded with the word, you will, you will expel the thought, the negative thought, with the word of God, the word of life that is loaded. You will say, Pim, ejected. I remember those days. I know some children of the, today, they don't know what is called CD. And some don't know what is called cassette. Right? When you put a cassette player in a, a cassette deck, what happened? If it's a wrong one, it will eject it. Especially the sensitive CD play, players, right? If you, if you got these adulterated CDs and you put it there, either the DVD or the player, what happened? We reject it. Because it doesn't belong there. That is fake. So everything that is not in line with the word of God is fake. And that's what you are, you are, your mind is supposed to do. That the body reject that. That does not belong to you. Praise God. Is that understood? And we say that why did Jesus deal with the same force before sickness? Look at it, verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities? Iniquities that mean your sins. Who heals all your diseases? Why did it say who heals your diseases and forgives your sins? We said that he dealt with sin first. Because sickness and disease are byproduct of sin. You know what I'm saying? In Genesis chapter 1, God created Adam and Eve, right? In chapter 2, they were controlling everything. Was, they, was there any mention of sickness and disease? It was after chapter 3 from verse 15. When sin came to the scene. Then evil. The next thing is that Cain murdered his brother Abel. Envy, jealousy. Because sin produces all these things. You know what I'm saying? To get rid of envy, to get rid of jealousy, to get rid of, of hatred, you deal with sin. I hear me from the heart. And that is why we pray for this nation. That the Holy Ghost will arrest every heart in the land. To bring conviction and conversion. Because in whoever and whatever controls your heart, controls your life. If the Holy Ghost is the one controlling the heart, every heart in the land. According to First Timothy chapter 2. We will be able to live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. You know what I'm saying? There will be no violence. There will be no hatred. There will be no racism. You understand what I'm saying? The rich will not drive the poor to their death. You understand what I'm saying? They will have compassion. They will care. They will know that the workman is worthy of his wages. They will pay them a living wage. Somebody that is working. You understand what I'm saying? Is it not evil? That the CEO of a company. I was listening to the, uh, the radio the other day. 
one of the company that's now bankrupt. The CEO just ran with 1.7 billion dollars. And the company have no drive. You know what I'm saying? Imagine how many families he has taken food from their mouth. Because that's the way I think. Because for every company that fails, hundreds, if not thousands, are affected. So when the Holy Ghost is in charge, selfishness will be gone. Praise God. So he dealt with sin first. Then deal with every other thing sin produces. Praise God. Today we want to see how far we go with verse 4. Not only he has forgiven all our sins. He said who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who redeems your life. To redeem is to buy back. You know what I'm saying? To redeem is to what? To buy back. To redeem is to purchase. You and I were held ransom or hostage by sin and the devil. And had a price tag placed on us. When Adam sinned in Genesis chapter 3, he willingly handed over the authority, everything that God put in his hand to the devil and he became a slave to the devil. Therefore, all human race, I don't care the race you come from, I don't care the pigmentation of your skin. So long you came through a woman, so long you breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide, have a hemoglobin in your system, you are a sinner. You are under the control and the rule and the governing of sin and Satan. So God said, can you imagine, man is the only creature like God. Everything God created, there is no that look like God. It's a slap to the face of God. You understand what I'm saying? You understand me? If the devil is controlling the elephant, no problem. But the image of God? So God by himself, remember, you didn't have anything to do. Salvation is not a reward of the good work we have done. No. He decided. He said, man, you belong to me. Satan cannot have you. So God put everything in place and decided, what is the price? I will pay the price. You see, if you understand this, the extent God went to have you, honey, you will love God wholeheartedly. You will love God wholeheartedly. You will love God passionately. You, we, 
My dad will always say, you will go bananas for God. The problem is that so many people, they don't have this understanding. So many people don't know how the extent God get, went for them. But remember, there is always a day of accountability. No matter who you are, no matter where you live, on this side of eternity, whether you live in Upper Roseway, here in Atlanta, those of us that live in Atlanta do know when we talk about Upper Roseway, you know what we're talking about. Bucket used to be the main thing those days, but the bucket have expired. This day now, violence and robbery every day. Many people are living, running out from bucket. You know what I'm saying? Or you live in a part of Smyrna where you have the multi-million dollar homes. Wherever you live or you live in the desert or hamlets or one small island somewhere. A day of reckoning is coming for everyone born by a woman. No matter the title you carry, whether you are royal or you are excellency, and many of them that are answering excellency, uh, there's no excellent with them. Honorable these that are very dishonorable. A day is coming. Hear me. I hear me clearly. Wherever you are, under the sound of my voice. Day of reckoning is coming. And you're going to stand before him. He went this far for you. You don't have an input. Say, name the prize. And God decided to become man. Do you know what that means? He entered into the womb of a virgin. He was born. He was not born in Children Hospital of Atlanta. No, he was not born there. He was not born in Emory. He was born in a ranch. A dirty, filthy ranch. Struggling with the animals. How low God went for you. Do you know why he was born in that dirty place? Filthy place because man was so filthy. You understand what I'm saying? So he had to be born there to be able to reach man. He, he was not born in a royal palace like Prince Williams that doesn't know what filthiness is all about. Imagine all these soft curtains they used to carry him where he was born. But he born 
in a dirty, filthy place, struggling with animals. And the Bible said there was no room in the inn for him. It put on your imagination. Grew. Learn how to walk. Learn how to no. Learn how to sit down. Learn how to crawl. You understand what I'm saying? Suck the breast of the woman he created. Become vulnerable. Was at the mercy of the mother. Every child, right? Vulnerable. The mother have to take care of her, him. And this is God. It's all right, right? I say, Mary, when you are feeding your son with your breast, you are beholding the face of God. Grew. Learn to stand. No, learn to crawl. To sit, to crawl. He would not strive. Learning to sit down. Mother said, ah, this man, you have to take care of yourself. Sit here. Boom, he could not strive. To start crawling. To start. He fought everything. went through it all. He did not cut corners. He went through the Bible says he became man. I read Hebrew eight, uh, Hebrew chapter two, verse fourteen for us yeah, last Sunday. Went through everything. He was tempted. He was bullied in the street. The bullies on their street bullied him. He would cry to the mother. You understand what I'm saying? Suffer hunger. Pastor Mrs. Red. Matthew chapter 3 verse 17 to us this morning. Right? He was tempted. God says, God have already affirmed him. And the devil says, are you sure that you are who God says you are? The Bible says he was tempted in all, yet with no sin. He went through. Now look at it. The man he created, when he was arrested in 19, John 19, they brought him before the high priest and they were asking a question. Before he opened my mouth, somebody slapped him. Boa. So he said, why did you slap me? What proof? What's the wrong thing I've said? They pulled his beard. Lacerated his body. Isaiah 52 said he was mad beyond recognition. Mad before, beyond what? Recognition. All the price he paid. Matthew 24. He went to his father and said. He asked the disciples. His disciples to pray with him. And he went further and lay down and started praying. And all of them snored and were snoring like Fred. Oh, Musa. They couldn't laugh. He said, what Peter? John. Can't you pray with me for one hour? The Bible said the sweat from his body was as thick as blood. For the sin he never committed. When he, he said, Father, Father, is there any way 
that we can do, deal with this. Say, but nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done. That was when your salvation, my salvation was secured. Because at that time, that place, Jesus had Jesus said, Dad, no, I can't do it. Enough. I don't believe to myself enough too much. These people, let them, so long you find their way. You and I would have still remained in bondage. Somebody says, thank you, Jesus. He said, Father, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He went through. Died. Buried. Went to hell. Hell could not contain him because there was no sin in him. The Bible says he stripped principalities and power. What Adam lost, Jesus said, hey, Satan, come on, boy. Give it back. You see, Jesus did not come to refurbish us. You understand what I'm saying? When your car or your home is messed up, you remodel or refurbish, right? No, we were not refurbished. We are brand new. What he did for us, where we are now, if you are redeemed, is higher than where Adam was before. Glory to God. Where? Better than where Adam was. So when you understand this, look at it, with all this, you had no input. You know what I'm saying? No parts to play. He finished everything and I said, Freddie, now it is done. So this is it. Choose life and you will live. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. Freddie, choose life that you may live. So imagine at the end of the day, you are before him with all that he has done for you. How will you stand before him? If while you are here, you have your will, you turn your back on him. Remember, the father turned his back on him to turn his face to us. You know what I'm saying? Where he became sin. He did not just forgive our sin. He became our sin. You know what I'm saying? And the penalty of sin, the punishment of sin, he went through it all. And when the full wrath of God on sin was satisfied and justice attained, hell could not hold him. He resurrected. My dad, Bishop Mark, always said that if there was one sin left that he did not deal with, he wouldn't have resurrected. Remember? Crucified. For our sin, just resolve for our justification. Dearly beloved, when we read here, who forgave all your sins? 
This is what we are talking about. Forgive all the all your sins. You have to understand how far he went to purchase you, to redeem you. So we said, verse 4, who redeems us, redeems your life from destruction. So hell have no power over you, fully paid. Somebody say fully paid. Fully paid. Not only that he redeems you, your life from destruction, he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Oh, Jesus. Time. Can you read with me? Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Colossians 1 13. Colossians 1 13. Look at it. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son. Do you have KV, uh, KJV, King James Version? King James Version, put it right. King James Version. All right. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his son? Delivered from, remember, we were head hostage by the devil, right? So he delivered us. He came there, picked us up, and translated, moved us from here into here, into the kingdom, his kingdom. So right now, you are in him. Not when you get to heaven, but you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. You are in the kingdom. You are in Christ. I always tell us that many are in church but are not in Christ. The length of years you have been in church does not make you to be in Christ. The title you have in the church does not make you to be in Christ. What makes you to be in Christ is receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. Praise God. Are you hear what I'm saying? And the day you do that, Give me John chapter 3 verse 16. Give me John 3 16. New King James Version. John 3 16. John 3 16. Thank you. For God so loved the world that he, he gave his, one, his only begotten son. Some translations say his one and only. You understand what I'm saying? That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever believes in him. Whoever means what? Whoever. No matter where you are born. No matter the title behind your name. Whether your family is known, whether your village is known or not. Whoever means what? Whoever. So as long as God is concerned, 
we, every human being on earth, are on the same level playing ground. Whether you are President Biden or King Charles of the United Kingdom, Prime Minister Trudeau or Canada, whoever, the Sultan or the Emir or the King of Saudi Arabia, whoever is on the same playing level, all this title I called, if they die without Jesus, <laughs> face to face, they will know the, that. <laughs> this thing is real. Money cannot buy it. There was a, a man in the book of Acts. Paul was praying for laying hands, praying for the, the sick. And he came, laying hands on them to receive the Holy Ghost. He came, he brought his money to buy. Peter said, your money perish with you. Thinking that you can buy the gift of God with money. Then in Acts chapter 16, the man was depriving the governor from listening to the gospel. Paul says to him, you son of the devil, will you not stop perverting the work of God? Be blind for a season. On the spot he became blind. The governor gave his life to Christ. So no matter the title you carry, Jesus is bigger than you. He paid the price. If you disregard the price he paid on your behalf, you will suffer the consequence. Imagine those that are believing in the golden palace to end the hair fire. That's not my prayer for you. That's why this message is reaching you wherever you are. Listen to me. No matter the security you have, that is irrelevant. No security will stand with you before him. Security. See, wait. This is real. So when you receive him, you have everlasting life. The everlasting life is not a life without ending. Right? The everlasting life or eternal life. Some translation call it eternal life. It means God's own quality type of life. You understand what I'm saying? The day you receive Jesus, you have the life of God on the inside of you. Give me 17. Go, go. We are going to read to 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Over to nineteen, please. He who believes in him is not condemned. Do you see that? But he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Do you see that? If you refuse him, you reject him, huh? you have sealed your fate. It's done. 
There is no apology. There is no uh, what they call uh, 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 appeal. I'm going to appeal this case. There's nothing like appeal. It is right here before you close your eyes. And that is why I tell people, they tell you, say, when somebody dies, you pray for him to have peace with God. Excuse me? Somebody, when he was alive, never had peace with God. Is it when he's dead, when his faith is already sealed, that he will have peace with God? There is no repentance in the grave. So you, who have bought the lie of purgatory, hear the truth, for the truth will set you free. If you have not received Jesus, now you are breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide. When you die, there is no repentance in the grave. You have condemned yourself. God did not condemn you. Because, and this is a condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds are evil. When a person will pick it up from here. Somebody say, I am forgiven. I'm healed. I'm redeemed. So forget not all his benefits. It's redeemed you. We'll pick it up from this. We have not completed verse 4. We'll pick it up from here. Next Sunday. Somebody say, always remember. Always remember. Jesus' love for you is real. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus' love for you is greater than the hate you have for yourself. There's a declaration that always declared this newly. God's love for you is greater than God, Satan's hate for you. What Jesus did for you is greater. Are you hearing me? Now, whatever the devil is doing against you. So you have to know it. Look at this. During the kingdom life that was just concluded, Dr. Otebel just says something. Mensa Otebel says something. He said, God, if do you think that God, after he has passed through this, all this thing, price he has paid for man, will now leave man like that? Like as I explained to you, all that God went for you. Now that you belong to him, listen to me with this, we'll pray. He went all that sacrifice, paid all that sacrifice when you were an enemy to him. Romans put it very well. While we were yet in sin, Christ died for us. Remember, man did not apply, ask God to do it. God went ahead and did what he did because of his love for man, right? That's why I chose that John chapter 3. For God so loved the world. So love, that so love is beyond qualification. The love of God for man is beyond qualification. Hence, 
the interpreters of the Bible now say, he's so love. Because there is no other word to qualify this love. So the amount of God's love for you is too heavy. It's bigger than this world put together. So you have to know and understand that God loves you so much. Capitalize on the love of God for you. You will never win. You will never suffer in life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The devil will never win in your life. Capitalize on the love of God for you. Just declare it to yourself. I am the beloved of my father. I am the beloved son. I am loved by my father God. The devil, you know, will always flee from you. You become too hot to handle. So no matter what is going on, no matter what is happening around you, always fall on God's love for you. Always what? Fall on God's love for you. Know it as you know your name. That God loves you so much. God's love for you is beyond description. It's beyond qualification. Are you hearing me? He loves you when you were in your mess. Now, is it now that you belong to him that he will turn his back on you? Remember, God turned the only place Jesus, all through his stay on earth, called God when, when he became sin. Right? Every time where he was here, he would say, as I see my father do, I do. What I see, I hear my father say, I say. I hear me, my father, my father, my father. But the only place he called God, when he went, he became sin. When he was carrying your sin and my sin, I say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken. For you to be accepted. Every day as you leave. Forsaken. To be accepted. Rejected. To be accepted. God turned his back. To his son. And turned his face. To man. Since then. God has never removed his faith from man. Never. So every day, don't buy the lie of the devil. Somebody say, I'm forgiven. I'm healed. I'm redeemed. You must know it as you know yourself. Know it as you know your name. And live with this understanding. Always fall on the love of God for you. Because there's nothing that will make God to turn his back on you. Nothing. Put me anywhere, any day. Absolutely nothing. Because Jesus sealed what he did with his blood. In that John chapter 20, Mary wanted to embrace him, right? He said, no, don't touch me. I've not gone to see my father and your father. He went and sealed the sacrifice with his blood. So, having done that, it cannot be undo or undone. You understand what I'm saying? It was permanently sealed 
and too late for the devil. Nothing can be added to it, nothing can be subtracted from it. And that's why, quote me, he will never turn his face back on you. And David say, Are you hearing me? Okay, should you hear what I'm saying? No matter what, Danny, no matter what, if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God will never turn his back on you. No doubt. And that gives you confidence. Put spring on your feet. You can enter anywhere. You can dare anything. Because I am the love child of my God. Hallelujah. And if God is for me, who can be against me? The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 31. Praise God. I want you to talk to God. Were you blessed? Talk to him. Talk to him. Don't forget. Always remember. You are forgiven. You are healed. You are redeemed. Always remember. And don't forget. You are forgiven. You are healed. And you are redeemed. And I take my place this morning. I rebuke every sickness. Attacking your body. I rebuke it now. In the name of Jesus. I cause every symptom. Die from the root. I expel it from your body. I engage the blood of Jesus to flow through your veins, your nerves, your arteries, your tissues, your heart, your lungs, your liver, your intestines, and every organ from your brain cell to the sole of your feet. In the name of Jesus, I proclaim you whole. I proclaim you whole. I proclaim you whole in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You are not the son of my voice. This is what Jesus did for you. Forgave you, healed you, redeemed you. And I want you to receive him now as your Lord and Savior. If you have not done so, hell is real, heaven is real. No matter the school of thought you belong it can never erase that truth. Hell is for those that rejected Jesus. Heaven is for those that received Jesus. Why not receive him now? And I pray with you. Say the prayer with all your heart. Heavenly Father, thank you Lord for giving your son Jesus to die for me. Jesus receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for saving my soul. From this day forward, I live for you all the days of my life. Help me to always remember that I'm forgiven, I'm healed, I'm delivered. greatest family on earth. Now you are now a child of God. You belong to God. You are God's responsibility. Now we want you to go to your smartphone and your tablet. Go to the app store and download the Bible. The Bible is free. Make the Bible your best friend. And go to any Bible believing church and tell the pastor that I sent you. 
But if you're here in Atlanta, Georgia, United States, no matter where you are living in Atlanta, make bold to invite you to Trem Atlanta Ghost Embassy Manor. 1611-1611 Roswell Street, Smyrna, zip code 30080. Our days of meeting Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. I look forward to receiving you. Always remember, you are forgiven. You are healed. You are delivered. You are redeemed. God bless you. Somebody always remember. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.